Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trend says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B, and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to a very special edition of Radio Motherboard. I'm Brian Anderson, Motherboard Features Editor. Recently, we traveled to the U.S.-Mexico borderlands, specifically to Nogales, Arizona, and Nogales, Mexico, a binational community known as both Nogales. Now, this is a place where U.S. Border Patrol and other immigration and drug enforcement agencies use a high-tech dragnet replete with infrared cameras, ground sensors, unarmed spy drones, and controversial eavesdropping technology known as stingrays and triggerfish to root out drug and human trafficking throughout the border. But smugglers are always upgrading their technologies, too. And thanks to cheap and ubiquitous cell phones known as burners, human trafficking has gone one-on-one. It used to be that migrants, or pollos, that's Spanish for chickens, would walk through the desert following a smuggler, known as a pollero. But now a migrant's guide might just be another voice on the end of the line. Border Patrol calls this tactic remote control. Meet Chino, a 33-year-old migrant who crossed through both Nogales in 2013 using just a cell phone. So the last time in 2013 you got yourself to Sonora and you got in touch with a coyote? In my city, there's a lot of people who comes here. A lot of people from Puebla comes to New York or to the United States. So there's people who collect other people. It's a mister who lives two hours away from me in Puebla. This mister is famous because he has contacts with people on the border, and if he sends people, he gets money. He doesn't get much. He probably gets $50 per person. Those $6,000 they charge you for crossing goes to all these people. It goes to the people who contact them, then the people who get you there, then the people who takes you to other people, the people who takes you to United States and then New York. It's a money division, the smuggling of people. I see it like that because 
It is like that. You have to give him 150. She gets 500. The one who gets more money is the guy who crossed you. The one who crossed me took 1,500 per person. That's how it works. So you got there, you talked to the person, and that's it. It's your turn to cross. You told us they gave you a cell phone. The first time I crossed, yes. They told me, it's going to be easy. You have to jump the metal fence. It was a wall as high as all this, but it's made of metal squares. There's a hole, and you can put your feet on it, but it's not easy. A lot of people get caught on the fence. They pull them over. This is in Nogales, already on the line. They picked me and told me, do you have a phone? I said, yes, I have a phone. A Mexican phone? Yes, Mexican. So we put credit on it. They charged money on it and told me, look, this is really easy. You have to jump and run. You are on the line and there's a lot of light because they have lamps. And they told me, you are going to see some houses at the end. You have to run to the houses. Easy, right? You run, jump. And then he told me, you're going to be on the phone at every moment because I'm going to give you instructions. The first instructions were that after jumping the middle fence, I have to get down on the floor and they will give me instruction of what's next. And you were talking to them at every moment? Yes. Did they call you? Yes. Then they told me, I'm going to call you to see if we have service. Then he began to call me and I had a Blackberry, a very good one. I still have it somewhere as a souvenir. So I accepted the call and he told me, okay, you're going to get down on the floor. And when I told you to run, you run. I said, okay. And then he said to me, run. And I began to run. But there was a lot of water and I fell. There was something like mud and I fell with the phone. I was super nervous. So they call you and they tell you to run? He calls me and said run. Before that, he makes it look easy. But once you are there, your nerve disable you. What should I do? Run. Where should I run? Then he told me, you have to go through the bushes. And the first thing is I run and everything became dark. After the first line of light, everything became dark. Totally. You don't see anything. So I'm going, and the first thing I found is a cactus. I slam against the cactus. Did it hurt? Horrible, but you are so nervous that you don't feel it. Then the phone fell, and I pick it up, and he told me, Are you okay? Yes, I told him. I just ran into a cactus. And he said, No, keep running. Don't stop. Run. You run. So I did that, but there's a lot of stuff that immigration puts there. Irons, stones, cactus, everything to make it hard to you. So like 10 meters away from the cactus, there was a hole. But I didn't saw it, and I fell on it. It's like a meter and a half hole. I fell, and there was irons, and a scratch all over my body. Look, I still have scars from the spines, and that was the iron. I felt like, pa. It pulled the air out of me. I felt like when you're not expecting it. My elbow was injured really bad because later I felt how much it hurts. You don't know how much. And I was nervous. The call was disconnected and he calls me again. I didn't answer because I was holding my arm and I didn't know what to do, how to get out of the hole or anything. I was still there. I pick up and I told him, I just fell into a hole. No, get out of there and keep running. I got out, and when I did it, I saw immigration. I saw someone coming with a flashlight. 
And I said to myself, immigration, who else? I don't believe it's someone like me. Keep running. And when you get to the houses, hide yourself. I kept running, but I was injured pretty bad on my arm and my knee because I fell on my left side. I kept running, running. There was a lot of stuff. There was spines, spines all over me. I was like, when you blink for a moment, you stay. But when you think, you stay. I said to myself, what should I do? Wait for him to pass me by? Then I went to the side, got myself into some bushes, and I stayed there. I said, they are following me. Keep running. No, I told him. He's already here. He is here. And then he ended up the call. He shut it down the communication. I was hiding. The immigration guy passes by, and if I had run, he wouldn't reach me. I swear. But I thought about staying. I know I was faster, but I thought about it, and I stayed. Then he began with the flashlight, and he didn't see me. He passed by me, And then he came back and saw me and told me, stay there. He spoke to me in Spanish. Quédate ahí. You have guns? No, I told him. I just got injured. I thought about running, but I was nervous. Suddenly, I saw a lot of cars up there. They came, and then I said, no, this is impossible. I stayed. I kept the phone, and they didn't look inside my bag. He told me, do you have guns? And then he looked at my elbow was a little open, and he told me, you want some water? He was good with me. He asked if I want to eat, and I said no, that I was okay. He asked me for how long I was hiding, and I told him I just crossed 10 minutes ago. Tino finally made it to New York City after two more crossing attempts. He even spent two months in jail in Arizona after Border Patrol caught him for the second time. On our trip to the borderlands, we also meet John Lawson, a veteran Border Patrol agent. Lawson invited us to Bisbee, Arizona, a border town 92 miles southeast of Tucson and 85 miles east of both Nogales. This is where Lawson has witnessed the rise of remote control to smuggle people and drugs. I've been in the field for approximately 18 years in okay. Border Patrol at, uh, <clears throat> down in, uh, in Arizona. Okay. Um, so yeah, I've gone from working when, uh, really nobody had a phone to where everybody, including all the illegal aliens had phones. Yeah. Uh, and I would say it's just a personal opinion, but I think it's been the biggest and most difficult transition uh, of all the technology that we've had to work with, um, in terms of the movement of aliens and the ability to catch them. As far as the, the cheap boost mobile phones, like where they pay for the minutes, yeah. um, that's, that's a pretty recent, well, I guess yeah, recent is in like maybe five years or so. Yeah. But what we've seen down the area where I patrol the border um, is there'd be a guy on a fence or on a hilltop. And he's, they call it remote control. Yeah. Right? So it used to be that we would have a guide would cross with the aliens, and he would walk them to the stash house or to the area where they're going to get picked up. Right. A coyote. He would go back south. Right. Right? Yeah. We started catching those guys, and we started prosecuting them. Uh, so they don't want to do that anymore. They have to find a different method. Yeah. So the method that they're using, at least in this one area, is they put the guide up on a high point, 
and he'll call the alien and kind of guide him in by remote control. Hey, take a left, you know, run to that tree, call me back. You know, if somebody's coming, get down behind this bush. I'll call you when it's clear. Yeah. You know, keep going until you get to that house. And they'd sit and they just watch them. They spot them yeah. as they go north. Um, tell them when to duck down and, and tell them when to run and which direction. And so it was completely remote control. Now you've got these illegal aliens who are getting to a stash house without having to risk uh, a smuggler on the ground, you know, risking getting captured. Right. So that's pretty much, that's really made it, really had an impact on us because how do you, how do you stop that? Right. Yeah. And you'll keep catching the bad guys, you know, okay, well now they're all, you know, it's kind of hard to catch the bad guy when he's in Mexico sitting on a hill. But it's not just Mexicans crossing the border using this new remote control technique. Actually, according to a recent study from the Pew Center, there are now more Mexicans leaving than coming into the U.S. But at the same time, migrants from other countries like El Salvador and Guatemala are reaching the southern border in greater numbers. They're coming here to escape gang violence and the general lack of opportunities. So we spoke with Carlos Enrique de Leon Lopez, the Guatemalan consul in Tucson, Arizona. Lopez has been seeing an influx of cheap cell phones in the belongings of Guatemalans who are detained while crossing illegally into the U.S. These cell phones are the ones used by migrants to communicate? Exactly. We receive the belongings of the people, then we send them to Guatemala, or we found them on the detention center. That's why I show you those cell phones. These are the ones people normally carry on the desert. Have you heard about a new way of crossing the border using just cell phones? That's something we had heard, but we haven't been able to confirm anything. What have you heard? That probably they are guided remotely, but we don't have anything checked. There's nothing I can say. When migrants travel from Guatemala to Mexico, do they bring phones? Probably. We haven't asked. What we know is that these phones are sold in Sonoita, at every place on the border with Mexico. They are cheap. They are cheap. They are handy. Where did you find these phones? As I told you, we got together the belongings of people who are detained. They give us the belongings, the backpacks and these phones. But remote control isn't just used to cross people. John Lawson, the Border Patrol agent, has seen the tactic used heavily in the drug business. Guides and scouts will place themselves up on the high grounds, both on the American and the Mexican side of the border, and they'll communicate with one another using cell phones. They've got this intelligence capability now with this real-time communication with a, with a guide with the group, um, which makes it a lot harder for us because now they can call in regularly where we're at. Yeah. Um, and they can change their, their course depending on how that works. So that's, that was the first, like, big thing that happened yeah. with cell phones. Yeah. Um, and then since then, like you've mentioned, uh, guys on hilltops and stuff that are north of the border that are doing the same thing. They've got, you know, binoculars, they've got a cell phone, uh, and they're calling saying who's where, where the coast is clear, if it's, if it's hot in that area. I mean, they can, you know, real time, hey, duck your head because, you know, somebody's about to look over that way. Yeah. They've got that real time coordination and, and they're still using that today. Agent Lawson's boss, John Hyatt, took us on a hill close to Bisbee. The particular hill he took us is used by Border Patrol to monitor what's going on along the border and also what's going on on some of the hilltops in the area. 
there's one particular hill named Top of the World, which is exactly where you want to be if you are a smuggler or a Border Patrol agent. In this area, so you know, they want the high ground, just like I want the high ground. Yeah. You can control an area when you've got the high ground because you see what's going on. You, you have that information. You can relate to the guys on the ground. And then if you're in a more uh, urban setting, like in Nogales downtown, you're going to have some on foot, you know, just hanging out the store or something. They were just watching the fence. The never-ending arms race between smugglers and law enforcement took us up in a helicopter on a Border Patrol surveillance mission to the mountains near the Tejano Ahodem Reservation, some two and a half hours northwest of Ambos Nogales. We flew around one of the hills used by cartel scouts to observe border patrol movements across miles and miles of desert landscape, from the border to the hill and beyond. Here's a special operations agent with BORTAC, Border Patrol's tactical and special response unit. He requested anonymity due to the sensitivity of his work. What do you get out to some of these spots where there's, there's scouts? What do you usually find? Most of the stuff you're gonna find is, uh, you'll find your phones, your radios, solar panels, car batteries, uh, sleeping bags, food items, uh, fresh food items, meat, yeah. vegetables, and all that stuff. Binoculars. Cell phones? Cell phones, yes. Yeah. Yeah, with everybody going 4G now and towers just about everywhere, the coverage has really gotten much better than it used to be a few years ago down the border. Yeah. So can you say that they communicate with uh, the guys who are bringing the people through cell phones somehow? Oh yeah, they're in direct communication with the cartel on the south side and then the guy that's guiding the group. Absolutely. Scouts will let them know when it's cleared across the border, they'll cross the border. And they'll just keep passing them off to another scout the further they get north to, to guide them past us. You, were you saying some of these guys have uh, solar panels? Yeah, they'll take a car battery up there and they'll use solar panels to recharge the car battery. That way they can charge their cell phones and their radios. Got it. They'll bring chargers up there as well. Yeah. They'll stay up there for, you know, 30 days at a time. Wow. And that way, when somebody hits Walmart at the grocery store for them, they call them on the phone, let them know exactly what they want for uh, resupply, whether it's food or new sneakers or a jacket or a sleep bag yeah. or gas for their propane stoves. Now, the scouts on the mountains probably seen us flying in from a long ways off, and they're yeah. talking to each other, so they're probably hiding right now. Back in New York City, Chino now has enough time and distance on his remote control smuggling attempt to have formed some pointed opinions about the scouts who crossed him. I know people that they try to cross, I mean, like me, like they, they try, they try with the phone, but it's, it's, it's bullshit, man. It's like they, it's, they're lying. They, they say like, you're gonna cross with this, with the phone, and you're gonna, gonna make it, you know, but it's not true. It's, it's, it's just like, um, they just wanna collect money from, from you. This has been Radio Motherboard. Be sure to read the rest of Chino's story and learn more about burners in the borderlands on Motherboard. I'm Brian Anderson, signing off.
Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.